Just a warning that this podcast contains swearing and the use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under 18 or any Downing Street parties. Welcome to Smut Drop, a weekly roundup of the more eccentric side to sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane. And I'm Jackie Atadeji. And on today's show, we'll be discussing sexy questions, chatting to Cheryl Hull about her best blowjob tips, and hearing what you said when we asked our fabulous listeners for their best cross dressing stories. Oh, I love a cock in a frock. <laughs> if you like what you hear, then please rate, review, or at least just subscribe. And you can do that wherever you get your podcasts. Jackie Big Tits. Yes, Mirai. <laughs> Welcome to the Smart Job Podcast. Now, Jackie, I was looking through a little newspaper. I don't know whether you've heard of it. It's called The Metro. Oh, no, I don't think I have heard of it, actually. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's available for free in any good tube station. And I was thinking, because we're brand new podcast partners. Yes. And I found the 70 sex questions to ask your partner from the dirty to the flirty. Oh. So I thought as we're brand new podcast partners. Yes. We should ask a couple, we should ask a couple of these to each other. What do you think? Oh my God, I love it. It feels very naughty. I know. <laughs> I Let's know. Let's do it. <laughs> right, pick a number between one and 70. Okay. Um, 21. 21. 21. Have you ever slept with someone you work with? Oh, I haven't. Oh, oh, well, considering Have my you? work was sleeping with people. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very definite yes for me. <laughs> Kane scores one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right, I'm going to take, uh, I don't think I could take any other number than 69. 69. Mm-hmm. What's the shortest time it's ever taken you to have an orgasm and the longest? Oh. Uh, shortest time, I think... I mean, with myself, it can just be seconds, really. Right. You know, you get the right bit of yeah. naughtiness on your phone. And right. Which is sorted. Yeah. Longest, probably about two years. I'm going through a dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. What was yours? Maybe like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't like orgasmed in seconds or anything like that before. Yeah. Um, it takes me a while to get into it and then I'm there yeah yeah but I can't say I've orgasmed loads though in my life <gasps> Jackie the smut drop podcast I know is gonna change that for you I know I mean the orgasm gap oh another victim to the orgasm gap yeah oh my god it's me <laughs> my boyfriend's gonna kill me <laughs> I'm gonna kill your boyfriend <laughs> he's good <laughs> Okay, um, should we move swiftly on? (laughs) Moving swiftly on. All right, what number, what number? Okay, let's go 12. 12. What's your favourite position? Oh, what is your favourite position? So, I I don't know what it's called, but, like, you're lying flat and then they're... It's not doggy, it's like flat doggy. Flat doggy. Where you're, like, flat on the bed and then they're, they're, like, on top of you. Having a nap. Yeah. Is that that what it's called? Okay, because basically you could actually have a sleep. Yeah. Maybe it's called the aeroplane or something. It sounds like it should be called the plane. Something like that. Should we call it the plane? Yeah, but it's really... I would show you guys. Planking the plane. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a low plank, but like a... Low flying. Yeah. And then there's sort of... Low flying orgasm gap. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
What's yours? Um, do you know what? I just like a straight up doggy. I think that yeah. is for me. Yeah. Straight up doggy using a little vibrator. Yeah. At the same time. Um, so yeah, that is I don't, very simple. Like some people think that you need to be a fucking acrobat or a gymnast. Right. But sometimes it's just the simple things. Yeah, it is. And yeah. also missionary isn't that bad either. Yeah, lovely bit of missionary. So, I mean, sometimes I just, I'm tired. I've had a long day. Yeah. So do the work. Yeah. And I'll, I'll yeah. be here with my yeah. shades on, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Mish position. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, Jack? I reckon mm. we should ask our first ever guest some of these questions. What do you think? Oh, 150%. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gays and theys, now everyone loves an Essex bombshell and we are delighted to have one of the best. She exploded onto our screen in the first series of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Hun, and in the pantheon of drag royalty, she is queen of the Huns. It is Cheryl Hole! Hello, my diva <laughs> how are you doing? So are you good. You all good? Yes, how are you? Babies, I am fabulous. I am well. I'm just I'm just riding the waves and I'm having a fabulous time. How are you guys doing? We are so much happier for seeing your glorious face. Can I just explain to the listeners? This is, it is the morning and you are in full drag. And it looks amazing. You are sparkly and just glorious. Yes. It could be 10 a.m. Or 10 p.m. and I will be up in the geese doing what we need to do because I'm a what? Hustler, baby. Oh, we love to see it. (laughs) So morning drag, you were just explaining beforehand. So what does morning drag consist of? So if I've got an early morning gig, I will always just sit down in the chair. I won't put any music on to distract me. I won't have anything around me to stop me just going balls to the walls and getting down to business because we're here we've got stuff to do so my face is very paint by numbers nothing really changes so I just get down slap it on I think the quickest I've done my face is in 25 minutes oh Oh, that's quick that's very quick it takes me about an hour I'm not going to say how long it takes me but (laughs) an hour on a good day is amazing for me so that's that's me checking my time. <laughs> <laughs> that leads me on to one of the questions that I really, I always want to ask drag queens this because RuPaul's Drag Race, people go on RuPaul's Drag Race and I think a lot of watchers will think, right, well, that's it. You're sorted for life. All you've got to do is sit down and eat your bonbons and you're good and you're sorted. But actually, there's a lot more work to it, isn't there? So what is the, the life of a drag queen? Do you know what? I'm in a very, very, very fortunate position. Like you get on the show, you get this huge platform and opportunity to work with brands and travel the world and get to see all these amazing people. But my day to day life is just exactly what you'd expect. I wake up, I get into the geesh, I do what I need to do, whether it's a podcast like this amazing one (laughs) or it's getting out there and riding around on scooters. Like it's, it's really fun, but it's hard, hard work because there's so much that goes into it. Corsetry, nails, everything. Mm. Like it is, it is Olympics. You're jumping through hoops, darling. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think you're just so inspirational. You're from Essex, right? So I imagine you're like a local celebrity 
in Essex. They're like, oh my God, baby, Cheryl Ho. I can't go into Aldi without being stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I, but for very different reasons. It's because the pick a mix has gone in your pocket. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> How have you found navigating that? Because I'm sure you were famous at a certain level, but then obviously Drag Race took it to the next, the next level. For sure. I, I, I don't think I class myself as famous. I call myself gamers because it's like that, a little slight hint of famous where like, a certain group of people know who you are. Mainly mainly the gays and the theys know who you <laughs> yes, are. So honey. it's just <laughs> it's just so lovely when I'm out and people give a little wink or a little wave. Like somebody on the tube yesterday, like I could tell they could tell who I was, even under my face mask. And I was just like, I gave them a little wink and I said, like, hi. Uh... And then they came up to me in the bar I was in and they were like, I spotted you on the central line. <gasps> Oh, amazing. But you can't be chatted up now because you're married. You should have put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. And he did. How is married life going for you? I'm not going to lie. Lots of people say, oh, married life is so different. It's so different to me. Nothing's changed. We've just got a bigger ring on our fingers. (laughs) But that's how (laughs) it should be, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, we live, breathe, and work together 24-7. So, like, when we do have the odd day apart, it's always like, oh, oh. Because you really take a step back and really appreciate everything that you have with each other. Mm. And I think nothing really changed. We just had a great big party, and then we just carried on doing what we do. Is Hayden part of the Cheryl Hole machine? Oh, he he is the puppeteer most of the time. Like, he, I right, I kid you not, I am terrible at waking up. I am. I will set alarms, but I'll keep snooze and snooze and snooze. He's the one that wakes up and he pushes <laughs> me out of bed. So he is, he is the one like the driving force behind. Like he's the one that gets the stuff done, and I'm just so thankful. Oh my, is because... he like the Chris Jenner? Oh, he he's not a mummager. He's a husband. We'll we'll workshop that. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got a new line of merch. Tell us about that. So obviously I like to keep things fresh and new and I just like to shake things up every once in a while. And I loved our new trailer where we were all glamours and warriors ready for battle because I I yeah. right my reference was 100% do you remember that Pepsi advert where Britney Madonna no no not Britney yes. me against the music Beyonce. Britney Beyonce yeah. and Pink and they're all like gladiators in the Coliseum that yes. was me but, but dipped in hot pink and I am just obsessed <laughs> I've got my shield right here oh my gosh <laughs> I love it. You don't want to see the chaos that is this room, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And tell us about uh, Drag Race versus the world. Oh, do you know what? I am so honoured to be back for a second time round just doing the damn thing. Because for me, 
the first pancake is always the floppy doppy one. We never want that, do we? And I'm just so honoured to show the growth and the evolution of me and my drag and the way I approach things. Because the first time around, I took everything so literally. I took, I just saw it for surface because that's how I was approaching everything instead of really hitting pause and thinking about things. Because as drag queens, we're like, as Shrek would say, onions have layers and drag queens have layers. And we have so many layers and surfaces to us. And this time round, everything had meaning, thought, and it wasn't just like, oh, Bond runway, I'll be a Bond girl. Like everything's so much more thought out. And I'm just so proud of everything this time round. Oh, that's so lovely. I mean, drag is obviously a lot about expression, but what does drag mean to you, Cheryl? In all honesty, drag is escapism Mm. for the artist and for the audience. My heart lives on a stage. I'm a performer through and through. That is my first thought when it comes to drag. And then everything else is to follow an addition, a bonus track, if you will. Mm. So I leave my heart on that stage and I want people to come to a Cheryl Hall show and just escape from stresses and the worries of everyday life. And for Mm. whether it's half an hour, an hour or 10 minutes, just enjoy their time, have a camp old time and just breathe the joy that is drag. Who are your drag influences? Yeah. So throughout my entire life i it's no it's no secret that i am a, a pop girly through and through do you remember those cds the pop princesses yes. oh CDs my god that was like the compilation i had a barbie girls one <laughs> yeah so my drag sister ophelia she does she does a night and it's called uh, main pop girlies and it's like an homage to all these pop princesses. And these are the people that inspired me from a child, like the Spice Girls, Girls Aloud, the Saturdays, Little Mix. These pop girls have really cemented in my brain. And everything that I do, I just want to feel like, whether I'm performing to 10 or 10,000 people, I want to feel like I'm on a world tour stage with the biggest production possible. Yes, honey. Trust and believe. Yes. Do you know what, Cheryl? I am also a massive Cheryl Cole fan. So I want you to drop your top Cheryl hits that you love. Oh, don't do this to me. Actually, no, no. You can do it, You're being kind. If you gave me top two, I would have been crying. Right. I'm going to go with I Don't Care, the unforgotten third album. Honestly, I don't care. And it feels so good to say, I swear. <laughs> it is it is a bot, but it's the biggest FU anthem. Like, I think more people yes. need that energy. Like, you can't be going around pleasing everybody. You've got to stick to your guns and be like, look, if I don't like it, I don't care. And it feels great to say it. Yes. Mm. Right. Next, I'm the controversial. Mm. I'm putting fight for this love. No, okay, okay. Wasn't expecting that. And I will tell you for why. Mm. Because the top two are cemented in my brain. And like I got I've got a very nostalgic thought process to everything. Yes. So if I've got a strong memory or something, it's gonna top something. Like fight for this love will be forever iconic. You can't you can't take that away, can you? I love it. This is why this is so hard for me. But the top two are the ones for me. Now, in two is Promise This. 
I kid you not, 16 year old me learned that choreo like that. I was, watching, I was watching the video and I was like, oh, I don't know what it is, but every time that diva drops a first single off an album era, it is yeah. just a banger. Fight for this love. Totally. Call yes. my name. Oh, spoiler. Yes. That's number one. Call my name. <laughs> <laughs> but promise this. Yeah. Oh, I need to stop performing it more. I really, really do. And her vocals, even the way she's like, like I'm like, okay, 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 Cheryl, you snapped. You snapped on this song. Like pop off, no. sis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> When 16-year-old Luke was learning all those moves, did he ever think that he'd be on stage dressed as the diva herself in front of an audience of thousands pulling the same moves? Now, I've got to go to number one because that is the perfect point. If you asked eight-year-old me on Christmas Day watching Top of the Pops, looking at Girls Aloud performing Sound of the Underground, if my family turned to me and went, you're going to be lip syncing for your life in front of the real Cheryl performing her song <gasps> to stay in a competition. Shit. I'd be like, what? Yes. What? But, <laughs> but I, I, I have such, such a fond memory of Call My Name. One, because it came out when I turned 18 and I was in the clubs like this, like, mm-hmm. how do you think I feel when you call my name? So... It's just embedded in my brain. And then having to go through one of the most monumental times of your career, the thing that started it for you in front of your icon, it was just the most bizarre but incredible experience of my life. And I will be forever grateful to Drag Race, to Rue, to Cheryl for giving me this moment in my life because... It is just something that has changed my life forever. And look, I'm going to be 78 and still be doing the White Boys remix of Call My Name. I might be in a wheelchair doing it, (laughs) but I'll still be doing it. Did you get to meet Cheryl Cole? Did you actually get to chat to her? So on the show, you see what you see. It is exactly what it is. But we've had so many moments beyond the show. The next time I saw her was at Manchester Pride when we had the cast announcement. And (laughs) we were, she came off stage and I was backstage. And Simon Jones, an absolute icon, her PR person, he took me over. And obviously I was out of drag and she had only seen me in drag. And Simon went, Cheryl? This is Cheryl Holt. She was like, boom! And she gave me the biggest hug of my life. And like, I just was like, what is happening? What is happening in my life? But she wow. was like, how do you do it? And then like, we had a good old catch up as she was walking back to her dressing room. I adore her. And I am just forever grateful for inspiring me through everything that I've done because... These pop divas have inspired me mm-hmm. all the way through college, university, into drag. Like, it's it's been a creative journey for me. It didn't just happen like that. I've constantly been inspired by everything that I've done throughout my performance career yeah. and life. 
what how did that I want to know what you said to Cheryl I'm sorry what did you what can you spill the tea what do you say to your icon at Manchester Pride you were great on stage just killed it (laughs) (laughs) no we were just we were just we were just chit-chatting like there was nothing really to it like you just you know how like you haven't seen a friend for a while how's everything been and what have you been up to oh like no scolding hot tea from here just just a lukewarm lukewarm cup of tea Very nice. Oh. If if only you were uh, in the studio with us, because we would have loved to get you to teach us how to dance and sashay in heels. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I can, but Miri, I'm awful. I don't know how. How do you how do you dance in heels? Where do you where do you even start? I think it's just all my dance training. You are constantly on the go. So your legs are already trained for heels. Like I don't, I don't do them in like six inches. That will just kill me off. Like I wear a nice little sensible two or three inch. And it's always a block. It's always a block. Oh, okay. So you don't do like a kitteny heel. Look at that block. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh yeah. So that's like a block heel rather than a pointy heel. Exactly. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. See, I like a heel like that, but I've got to have my toes out, Cheryl. Like, I need the toes to breathe. I can't do a. Well, if you've had a nice pedi, you need it. (laughs) (laughs) Get them out. Show them off. Cheryl, we are a sex podcast, so I'm going to have to get a bit more filthy with you. So before we were chatting to you, we were going through, we found this list of 70 sex questions to ask your partner. Now, would you mind, if your husbander doesn't mind, (laughs) would you mind answering a couple for us? I mean, I'm an open book. I've got (laughs) nothing to hide. Oh, Which is weird. That. That's that's exactly the answer to number 52. That's so strange. <laughs> um, okay, pick a number. Pick a number, Cheryl, between 1 and 70. 43. 43. 43. Let's have a look. Flick it over the page. Ah. Oh, my God. Go for it. Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> Are you ready for this? If I'm ready. If I ever caught you masturbating, would you stop or would you finish? <gasps> you personally? Or just someone in general? Oh, I mean, I mean, me. I'd probably stop. <laughs> Look, I unless unless it was the the right kind of person, then I'd be like, yeah. let's let's make a party. But like, if it's just me having a bit of fun on my own. Would it be the would it be the ones on the hall pass? Who are the other people on the hall pass that you'd keep going for? The list, the list is never ending. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, let's try another number. Okay. Do you want to try another one? I'm going to go for 22, in the words of Taylor Swift. If we were out for dinner and I said I wanted to have sex, well, I don't think this will count really. If we were out for dinner and I said I wanted to have sex right now, what would you do? (laughs) Order a dessert. (laughs) Where's the creme brulee? Look, if it if it, if it was Hayden saying, "Look, I I'm really horny. I want to go now." I'd be like, "Find the nearest disabled toilet. Let's go." Yes, I love that. Yes, yes. Okay, should we try a third? Yes, I think we're on a on a roll. Okay, on a- one more. Oh, let's do a couple more. Go on. Oh yes, oh. she's in it to win it, ladies yes. and gentlemen. 
Okay, what's uh, give us another one and set between one and seventy? Fifty-eight. Okay. Do you prefer to be on top or bottom? Well, if you're asking a gay person, I need the context. <laughs> is it is it a top or a bottom? Or is it riding on top or laying flat on the bottom? Well, it says, do you prefer to be on top or bottom? Mm. So, Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Well, it's no secret that I'm a big old bottom. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> do you know what? I think, I think I prefer to be on the bottom. I like looking up. Oh, oh looking at that view. There we go. The misposition yeah. makes it makes itself known once yeah. again. Yes. I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you pick a random one. You you give me a number. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. What would you, which one? Um, maybe 63. 63. So what's your favourite part of foreplay? Oh, Sucking through and through. Oh. oh, oh! Can I hire you? Can you do that bit for me? <laughs> it's like my least favourite. Oh, one hundred percent. We can team up. <laughs> I give the longest blowjobs in like history. I'll go and go and go. Oh my! Wait, hold on. What's your technique? Because yes. some of us get tired, Shez. Like it's just a bit like, oh, how do you stay right. motivated? In all honesty. It's you've got to take a breather, but keep on around the area. So you don't have to keep you don't have to keep going up and down and up and down and up and down. You've just like you lick up and down, you tickle the balls, you kiss around the area. Mm-hmm. And you're still keeping the the action going, but you're not actually go go go. That's really solid advice because yeah, I wasn't doing that. Plus, I don't even have a penis, and I got slightly turned on there. So. <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> Many years of practice. <laughs> oh, my God. Love it. Oh, my God. Cheryl Hall, I did not think that we'd be getting blowjob advice, but... There we are. There we are. It's a smart drop. Smart drop podcast. We won't tell my mum about this. <laughs> it's secret safe with us. Cheryl, we love you. We've got a soft spot for you now. Yeah. I love you, darlings. Oh, thank you so much. Don't forget us. A- don't forget us. Never. And if you have any more foreplay tips, then we're ready to hear yes. them. Just... Slide in the DMs, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to Cheryl. Yeah. Bye, darling. Bye, Shezza babes. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you so much to Cheryl for coming on to our first ever episode. Oh, my God. I can't believe we've done it. I know. No I know. biggie. No biggie. What tips did you take away from Wash Cheryl? I mean, the main thing is the blowjob tips. I mean, I was sort of done with that prior to this conversation. But (laughs) now I'm like, when I get home tonight... Are you going to give it a go? I reckon I might try. He's a lucky man. Might get bored, but yeah. What about you? Um, I really like the tips on dancing in heels. Like, I can't even walk in heels. So Really? Yeah. Oh, it's not a favourite pastime of mine. Um, So thinking, well, yeah, it makes sense to go in a platformy heel rather than just go straight to the stiletto. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to save the stiletto for stabbing my enemies. (laughs) (laughs) As it should be. Also the... Do you know what? The kind of like thick heel, the wedge heel that she was talking about, it's more support. Like it gives you more support. Like I feel like the stiletto is quite like, I don't know, I don't feel supported. But if there's anything we both need right now, it's a bit of support. Amen to that. (laughs) 
If you've heard of our teasers, then you'll know we want to hear from you. So we asked you to send in your favourite kinky cross-dressing stories, and we've picked out some of our favourites. So, Miri, mm-hmm. let's have a read. Oh, here we go. Okay, so... I'm a massive geek. I met a man on Tinder who was into all the same sci-fi as me. I'm sorry, Jackie. Yes. This is a listener and not yourself, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a listener. (laughs) Just just want to make that clear. I swear. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So we go on a date and have a few drinks in. We started to get onto the steamy details. He wanted to know if I like dressing up. Sure. Who doesn't? Then he asked if I like my partners to dress up. Not sure about anyone else, but I wouldn't say no to a man in uniform. Me oh, too. yes. Yeah. Love a man in uniform. Mm-hmm. So I said I did, but I must have forgotten to mention the uniform part. Don't judge me, but after even more drinks, we went back to his. No judgment here. No judgment. It's a safe space. Safe space, my girl. Safe space. We're in his room. Things are heating up and suddenly he stops and says, hey, remember you said you like it when men dress up? Not exactly my words, but I'd had a few Jaegers and had a dry spell. So why not? <laughs> sure. I said. What you got? He pulls out a folded bundle of material from under the bed and in the blur of alcohol and dim boy room lights, all I can see is silver and blue. So I think it must be some kind of extravagant dress. Okay, now I'm just curious because I'm thinking we might finally fulfil my Bridgerton fantasies. Is that for me, I ask? Oh no, I wanted to put it on. Is that okay, he says. Sure, I have nothing against a man wearing what he likes in bed and for me, it's just another thing off the sex bucket list. Plus, like I said... Dry spell. Dry spells do lead us into the most dangerous of territories, I find. Yeah. It's like little oasis (laughs) at the end of 40 days in the desert. And you just think, yeah, fuck it, I'll go for it. Anything goes. Anything goes. And then instant regret of a morning. (laughs) Carry on. He goes out to put it on. And when he comes back in, I'm face to face with a grinning six foot Dalek. Dalek. A Dalek. A Dalek. (laughs) No comment. Now, I love Doctor Who, but do I want to be reminded of a one-night stand shouting, exterminate at me when I watch? (laughs) No, I do not. So I made like Jodie Whittaker and left. Oh, clever Jodie Whittaker pun at the end. Yes, very smart. Very smart. Dalek, though. Dalek! How do you feel about Dalek? I can see why you'd find them a bit sexy. Yeah. Do you know there's like... Really? You know that helps some people, like, fancy their cars? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can kind of see how you would think a Dalek was, a, like, a bit of a buff ting. But <laughs> I mean, I can sort of see. I can sort of see. Do you know what I mean, Miri? I feel like you know what I'm talking about. Like you can kind of. Do I mean you can kind of see? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Love it, that girl supporting girl. Yeah, it's our first day. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really want a set of merchandise saying I can see why a Dalek is a buff ting. <laughs> so- Available in stores now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn. My right, turn. Let's go. Got one here. Okay. <clears throat> I'm 68. Oh, 68, retired. I've got two grandchildren and been married for over 40 years. None of them know that every Wednesday I used to wear my wife's knickers to work as a midweek treat. Oh, <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> It's the biggest thing I miss now I'm retired. I'm thinking about volunteering somewhere during the week just so I can wear a pair for old time's sake. Oh, you wear those knickers. Yeah, oh my gosh. You don't need a day in Sue Ryder just to put on a pair. (laughs) And to be fair, I do think like women's knickers are... 
comfy. But although I do love a boxer. Yeah. I do love a nice, like, male boxer. But, like, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I can see why they'd be kinky, but... You know, it depends on it's which It's knickers, ones. it's not a thong, is it? Hopefully it's knickers, because if it's a thong, then that... Oh, God. Poor guy. <laughs> I know, it's giving thrush. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> cheese grater thrush. <laughs> okay, what you got next? My cross-dress story, cross-dressing story is more of a tip. Men, buy your own clothes. Mm. Women find it hard enough to find something in their own size, let alone a sexy, sleek dress that'll fit a six-foot rugby player the size and shape of a brick shit house. <laughs> that sounds really personal. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> like, Gary from Ipswich, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I feel the rage. I yeah. feel the rage. Yeah, I've been there. I can I can see that. Plus, we get paid less. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can buy your own fucking dress. Gary from Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more, one more. I stupidly kept an old lingerie set from an ex-girlfriend. No idea why. At the time, it was very expensive. I hear that, brother. Yeah. And she barely wore it. Plus, I think I was just young, bitter, and a bit of a twat. I forgot all about <laughs> it, stuffed at the back of my wardrobe, until my current girlfriend and I had a massive clean-out before moving into our own place. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I tried to explain what it was, but she went horribly quiet and my life flashed before my eyes. This is very dramatic. Yeah, very. It was like I could see us breaking up, our new home gone, never getting the dog we wanted. And I just stood panicking in silence. Then she said, do you wear it? I had no idea what she meant. But then she said, with the cheekiest grin I've ever seen, because you can if you want. Oh, my good Lord. Oh, go get fruity. Yes. I'm not going to say I never thought about cross-dressing, but just wearing a woman's clothes was never a turn-on for me. But there was something about being made to wear it that gave me an absolute raging hard-on. Like, <laughs> I had to put it on or she would leave me. Fortunately, she didn't, and we went on to have a lot more amazing sex, both in and out of frilly pants. Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, isn't that lovely? That, this should be, like, a column in, like, the New York Times. Yeah. Modern love. Yeah. I love it. And I like this bit as well. Just a little tip at the end, not going to lie. I also found out that my ass in a pair of suspenders looks peachy as fuck. Oh. oh. We love to see it. Yeah. I also like that, you know, his girlfriend was like, you can if you want. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? She's just open. Yeah. And it's not straight away going into, oh, you're cheating on me because yes. I've had an old pair of suspenders at the back of your wardrobe. A thousand percent. It's just like, yeah, well, let's see see where this goes. Yeah. We're going to make a life for ourselves. And if that life involves you in a bit of lingerie on a Friday night. Oh my night, God, I love that. Yeah. I think it's really hot. Like any like bloke that's kind of like up for trying different things and yeah. just expressing themselves in different ways yeah. and not feeling tied to this idea of what masculinity is and all that yes. crap. Yes. So I, I love that for him and I love that for her. I and I love it for them. Well done, everyone. I love this bit. I know. Okay, so we do want more. Now mm. it's your turn. So anyone, you can write in and tell us all about your weird sex requests. We've got yes, that coming please. up next week. Yes. Yes, you can send in your weird sex request to us. Has someone asked you to go where no one has gone before? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Does your inbox need burying in consecrated ground? Tell us all. Email or send a voice note to smutdrop at metro.co.uk. Ow. 
Or you can slide into our DMs with a bit of lubricant. Ooh. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Very <laughs> We're nice. Smut Drop at all the usual places. And if you want to hear the ones we love, remember to subscribe right now. I've been Jackie Estagey. And I'm Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. And make sure to tell us how much you love us. I know you do. And leave a review. In the meantime, we'll be back to prick up your ears next week. Yay! Yay!